my friends. Welcome to Word Pictures with Meredith. I'm so excited that you're here today. This is our first official episode together, and I could not be more excited to share this time with you. So what are we going to talk about today? Our topic is going to be controlled burn. You might wonder where that topic came from. As always, I feel like God speaks to me through pictures, and I was out running several weeks ago. And as I was running, I saw a burn field in the forest reserve that I run at. And he immediately drew my attention to this burn field. And it struck some curiosity in me. So, of course, I dug a little bit deeper and looked into why that field would be burned. But before we dive into that, I'd like to share a little story with you. So, several days ago, uh, my daughter and I were cooking dinner. We put the lasagna in the oven and it was smoking a little bit. We didn't really think too much of it. We kind of thought, well, maybe there's just some residue in the bottom of the oven, which is kind of a normal thing. So we just let it bake. And then uh, where it got interesting was when we took out the lasagna, it was time to put in the garlic bread. And it, of course you need to uh, kick up the, the heat of the oven. And so we did that. We were preheating it to make it a little bit warmer. And then that's when it all got crazy. The house started filling with smoke. Um, smoke was just billowing out of the oven. We couldn't figure out what was going on. I opened it up and I even saw a little bit of a flame underneath the um, heating element. So immediately turned off the oven. I had all the windows open. I had all the doors open. I was trying to ventilate our house because at this point, the smoke alarm was going off. It was, it was absolutely chaos. So we got everything taken care of. The house cleared out. And later on that evening, my husband took apart the oven to figure out what could be underneath there that was causing all of the smoke. And we were very surprised by what we found. It was actually a pile of dog treats. So we give our dogs uh, these little tiny treats. They're just maybe like an inch long. They're just more of like a training kind of a treat so that they don't have too many of them. Well, there was a pile of them in our oven and it was underneath. So you couldn't even see it. It was like underneath like where the heating element was. So my husband took everything apart and these dog treats were even tucked all the way down into like where the gas line would come in. Somebody worked really, really hard to get this many treats in our oven. It was probably at least 40 of them. So what happened when we kicked up that heat to do our garlic bread, it basically just ignited them, turned them on fire, and the smoke just kept rolling. So we have no idea where these dog treats came from. There's clearly a critter, but there's no evidence of this critter anywhere. The dog treats are actually all the way across the kitchen in our pantry in a Tupperware container. And we don't typically close the lid on the container because they're hard dog treats. I just kind of keep it open. It just, the lid is like a little pop top. So I just kind of keep it open for convenience, but somehow, a critter was getting in there and put these in our oven, and here we are with this smoky mess in our house. All of that's cleaned up, but we still have no idea what type of critter had done this. 
But I think it's really interesting, though, because that night I fell asleep just thinking and thinking about how this had happened. There was no sign. There was no um, no evidence of a critter. But all I could do all night long was smell the smoke. That's all I could do was smell the smoke. And then even as the days went on, several days, it's probably been four or five days since this had happened, and God each day has somehow had some smoke for, for me to smell, whether that would be me out running and someone is burning some leaves or just that faint smell of smoke that's still kind of in the house because of this episode with our oven. And I think it's really neat because God confirmed to me that this was the topic that I was supposed to share with you today. I just want you to be encouraged in the fact that God cares enough about the details of our life that he's going to use something as insignificant as what we would think as smoke to confirm things that he is calling us to do. So I hope that encourages you in some way. So controlled burn, what exactly is a controlled burn? Well, there's professionals that um, are, are very educated and they plan out these burns in these natural habitats. And they plan it out. They make sure that it's not going to be too wet because it has to be the perfect environment so that they can light these areas on fire and get this area under control so that it prevents damaging things down the road. And there's actually lots of benefits to them. So let's go ahead and dive into why there even is a controlled burn and what happens if they're if they decide to not do the burn. So we'll start with uh, unburned things. So unburned woods are dark and dense. They actually choke and tangle. They choke out um, the tangled underbrush and they will not let the wildflowers grow there. So it's just too dark, it's too dense, it's too choked out with this undergrowth if they do not do this controlled burn. Another thing is without a controlled fire, the dry, dead undergrowth builds up and eventually it can provide fuel for a dangerous forest fire that is completely out of control and just wreaks havoc on, our, on, on the environment. So as I was thinking about controlled burns, I was kind of thinking about what that looks like in our faith life and how that would parallel our spiritual walk. So if you think about it, a lot of times in scripture, um, the Holy Spirit is referred to as fire. And that kind of got me digging a little bit deeper. And there's several different components as to um, the Holy Spirit and fire. So the first thing is um, in, in reference to the Holy Spirit being like fire, fire provides a helpful picture of the ways that the Holy Spirit works in our lives. So the first thing um, is the presence of God, the fact that he is in you. And it kind of brought me back to that whole idea of fire and um, the, the reason for the fire in these controlled burns in this natural setting is the fire actually enriches the soil. It helps control invasive plants that would compete with the native plants, and it encourages a wider variety of species to grow. So if you think about that, the, the, 
the fire of the Holy Spirit within us, it keeps the enemy at bay and it actually encourages that the, the what is already in us to grow deeper in that relationship um, with with Christ through the Holy Spirit. The second thing that brought my attention was um, the passion of God. The Holy Spirit compels you to share about your story and about what he's done in your life. So burn woods have little underbrush. They're open and they're light and there are many varieties of plants. The effects of the fire is to allow the whole woodland plant community to thrive. So you think about that um, in reference to the work that the Holy Spirit does in your life and how he encourages you to share that with others. So I have a little bit of a story to share with you. I have a friend who contacted me probably a couple of months ago, and she said, Hey, Meredith, I have this friend of mine who is experiencing a broken relationship. She's absolutely devastated and doesn't know which way to turn. This friend of hers um, had a broken friendship, and as we know, um, that can be just a super difficult time. And throughout my life, I've had um, multiple broken uh, relationships. I'll possibly go into that deeper later, um, you know, in another episode. But she knew, this friend of mine knew that experience of mine because I had been vulnerable and shared some of those experiences in a previous um, study that we had done. So I reached out to this person that was experiencing this new um, pain we actually met up and we went for a walk and I was able to share with her so many of my life experiences and how God had been faithful um, to sustain me through such painful times. Um, I was able to share with her how it's possible to have pain and peace all in the same uh, experience and the fact that I never was alone through any of those times that I was able to grow closer to God, to walk with him. And he just really showed me so many different things about these relationships that were no longer a part of my life. So it was actually just so encouraging for me to be able to share those experiences with this new friend of mine, because this is something that she had never walked through before. And I had walked through it multiple times. So it encouraged in the fact that my pain actually did have purpose, and that purpose was to uplift another person that was walking through something painful. So hopefully that encourages you that if you're walking through something that's painful in your life, instead of holding it and saying, okay, why is this happening? I don't understand. It hurts too much. Maybe just open up your hands and just say, God, what is it that you're wanting me to learn through this so that I can share with someone else? I know that's easier said than done, and that's something that takes a long time of processing and um, just digging through things with Jesus, but it actually does help down the road when you can look at it and you can say, hey, this might be something that I can help someone else with. So, all right, so let's go back Um And the third thing, as far as the Holy Spirit being like the fire, um, the Holy Spirit's a purifier. 
So the Holy Spirit refines and cleanses us from within, purifying us through trials and growing us in grace. So let's go back to the fire a little bit. So in a controlled burn, the, con the fire consumes only the dried out top growth, which has already died. The roots and the growing points of the plants are still alive. They're safe underground. They're ready to sprout once the ground has been cleared by the fire. So I love to think about that. I love the idea that those things were safe and they were underground and they were just waiting for that top growth to be to be burned off. And I love that picture because it just makes me think of so many different times in my life how God was preparing me. He was peeling off all of that top layer of things that I didn't need anymore because he was preparing me for something bigger. And it was already there. It was already underneath the surface. And I just had to trust in him and follow what it was that he was telling me to do so that I could grow into that next step, that next season. I just think that's such a beautiful picture as far as what's underneath the ground the top layer just needs to be burned off and then it's time for that to, to sprout and to grow. I just, I love that picture. And then another way that the Holy Spirit refines um, as far as a controlled burn, some plants uh, have cones of fruit that are completely sealed with resin. They can only open to release their seeds after the heat of a fire has physically melted the resin away. So if you think about that, there are these flowers that are sealed in these cones and the resin is a super hard um, material. It's not water soluble. It will not just be washed away and opened up with the rains. In fact, the air, the exposure to the air makes this resin even harder. So if you think about that, just how the Holy Spirit can come in and take those things that are harder in our lives, those things that are just really deep and that we don't want to release. And he comes with his consuming fire and he releases that hard resin on whatever that thing is that we're holding on to. And then once that's burned away, once all of that unnecessary things that we were clinging to is all washed away, that's when those seeds begin to bloom and we get to see what it is that God is creating for us in our life. I think that's just such a beautiful picture. The fact that these cones have been covered with this resin, the fire comes, the fire melts that hard, hard resin away. And now it's time for that flower to bloom. I love that picture. I just think it's so beautiful. There's just so much that we can learn through God's creation, and there's so many amazing parallels with creation and the Holy Spirit and what it is that God wants to do in our life. So I think about these trials, and I know this year has just been trial after trial after trial and disappointment and frustration, and I know I have caught myself many times just being like, why, why, why? And it's just so frustrating. But I also have caught myself saying, no, there's so much good. There's so much that I'm looking for that I'm thankful for. And 
So in these trials, if you could just step back for a few minutes and just say, instead of why, say, Lord, what is it? What is it that you're asking me to do with these things that I'm walking through? In Romans 8.28, it says, In all things God works for the good of those who love him. And I have seen it time and time again in my life, these trials, these times where I feel like there's absolutely nothing that good that can come out of this situation. I feel like that Holy Spirit fire comes and he burns off that resin. And before I know it, that beautiful flower is blooming and I get to see what it was that God had in store for me. So let's not just try to finish out 2020 and just be like, I can't wait till it's done. Can't wait to get to 2021. Let's ask God, not why, but what, and what can I do in this situation? Who are you leading me to? What can my experience do to encourage another person? Back to the smoke. In Daniel 3, um, I'm sure you know the story of King Nebuchadnezzar and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, and they should not have made it. They should have burned up. It was hot. It says that even the guards that put them in there immediately were consumed by the fire. But the magnificent thing about that is the evidence that they were not alone. They were not alone in that fire, that Christ was with them, that he was walking with them, that they were never alone, and that they made it out of that fire, and they didn't even smell like smoke. So friends, I encourage you, as you're walking through these trials, I, I just want to encourage you the way that the Holy Spirit encouraged me this week, Every time I could smell smoke, I could see smoke, there was the evidence of that silly little fire, (laughs) that little burn that was in our oven. It just reminded me that God is with us, that we are not alone in that fire, and that when we cling to him, when we follow what it is that he is telling us, that we will make it out of that fire and we will not even smell like smoke. Friends, I hope that you're encouraged today. I hope these words have um, given you a little bit of boost. I hope you have felt the presence of the Spirit, and I hope that you can continue to cling to the truth. And remember, friends, you can make it through and you will not smell like smoke. Until next time, bye, friends.